0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: All right, that is us, and welcome to another evening of motorsports programming here on Race Chaser Radio. Um,. This is Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. My name is Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media. I am the bus driver for this evening. Um, Jacob Seelman, who normally hosts this show, is not in the building. We honestly evening. got a longer bus. Yes, uh, so uh, it um, Jacob is not here um and we'll be back eventually and um Randy Miller is here so we have two of our three normal uh, co-hosts for normal. the show and uh, yeah that's that's we, i use that <laughs> term loosely when we when we describe ourselves and James Mellick we call him Red as does everybody else James is sitting at the production control board and keeping us on the air so uh we boy we have got um First of all, this, even before we just got breaking news, this was going to be a great show. Um, We have a gentleman, we love telling stories. We love giving people a chance to tell stories. And we love to bring stories that are different and unique and fun and that you will not hear anywhere else. Uh, And tonight we have one of those. Okay, so here's the deal. We have got a 73-year-old racer from canada who has run a number of different types of cars but uh, most notable for running modifieds and late models um and he has been racing for 52 years he's had the same sponsor for 47 of them and on top of all of that he is now working on Uh, 142 successive race nights. Okay. That doesn't mean straight days without a break, but 100 and he's made 142 straight, uh, starts straight race nights. His name is Gary Elliott. He's from Canada. They call him iron man. And we are going to talk to him at eight o'clock and we have got some huge breaking news that just came out from the NASCAR world that we are going to get to when we start the next segment. Um, And we've also got uh, some other silly season stuff to talk about too. A lot going on. It's been a busy week. We're going to talk to you about all of it right after this.
2: That's 302 827 2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career.
0: Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. We're going to tell you about them later if you don't already know. Um, and we, I mean, we've got so much to talk about tonight. I'm just going to start with the most recent breaking news literally, just minutes before this show started. We record these shows and air them live. Um, this particular show, Motorsports Madness, airs live on Thursday evenings on the Performance Motorsports Network and also on Race Chaser Radio. Um, and then, of course, it's available on demand through um, by just search race chaser radio on your favorite podcast platform and it's uh syndicated um, across the world on the weekends so um wherever you're picking us up from if you're hearing us after the fact um then this broke when we were going live just minutes before we went live on thursday night um eric jones gone he gone He's in the car for the rest of the season, but he is out at Joe Gibbs Racing um, for 2021, which conveniently makes a spot for Chris Bell, who is going to be obviously departing the 95 because that team being sold. Um, And we don't know the future of that team. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Eric Jones draws the short straw at JGR. To make room for Chris Bell and Randy, you say?
7: I say we told you this 24 hours ago on the inside
1: pass. Yes, um, because <laughs> we—I we, right. we,
7: mean, we literally <laughs> sat here yesterday on this very well on the inside pass and said that you know, in all in all honesty, it looks like Eric Jones will be out of a ride. Right. Somebody heard us because they are like, well, well, that noose is already out. Might as well make it official. <laughs> yeah. So um, so today it becomes official that Eric Jones is no longer in the car. I, it, I mean, come on. Everybody saw this coming. As soon as LFR was sold, we knew that Christopher Bell was going to be out of a ride because, in all honesty, we, we don't know what's going to happen with the team. We don't know who's going to buy the team. We don't know what manufacturer the team is going to be going forward. We assume that if it is a Toyota, it probably won't be a JGR satellite team, which means Christopher Bell – by virtue of his contract, and maybe Red knows more than I do, I don't know, but I thought there was something in his contract that said he had to be in a Gibbs house car if he wasn't in the LFR car. I, I could be wrong.
8: But. Uh, I'm not sure. All I know about the contract was it was a two-year, it was at least a one-year lease to right. LFR uh, with maybe a second-year option. Uh, obviously, LFR is not going to be around for that second year, mm. so not sure about the house car or satellite team deal with Toyota. I don't know about that. Okay.
7: I, I just I thought I thought for sure that somewhere when he was talking about, you know, I, I want to stay in Xfinity or, you know, I want to go to Cup, he wanted to be in a house car if he went to Cup, That would be what I thought. Well, yeah, I think stated,
1: but, I, I think there was something somewhere that he didn't want to spend too long in a satellite. Right, right exactly. which basically um, which ironically, um, prior to coming over to the twenty car, Eric Jones spent a year in a satellite car mm-hmm. that furniture row, yeah. who then left the sport. Um, and now Chris Bell comes to LFR, who's now leaving the sport, um, and goes to, into the same car Eric Jones was in. So Eric, uh, apparently was always keeping the seat warm for, for Chris Which Bell. Which is unfortunate um,
8: for, for him. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and here's, it's just what I said yesterday and I'll say it again on this show and I've said it before. Um, Toyota has so many drivers in the pipeline and they have no place to put them. They only have now uh, uh, until we see whether or not the 95 is going to stay Toyota or not with the new owners who, again, we don't know. We will tell you about some rumors in a minute. But um, as of right now, they have four teams. and They're all Joe Gibbs. And, and you're, you're, you're not uh, who's the fifth.
8: They got the 96 car, that is no, well, Toyota. Yeah. the Toyota. The Brothers. It's, a, it's four and a half at that it's,
1: point. The, the 96 really isn't a Toyota per se team, though, I don't they think. They just have
7: Toyota chassis. Yeah, and they're Toyota just,
1: brothers. yeah. They're, I, I, they Because they, Suarez was another one of their, um, you know, sort of cast-offs. Um, so it's kind of like when dogs
7: have puppies and all, one of them is always the runt.
1: Yeah, probably, I mean, that's yeah, really literally so... so What's what's going on here is you've got Joe Gibbs with four teams and then, okay, we got Gaunt Brothers, but they're not putting a Chris Bell at Gaunt Brothers. That's not going to happen. Um, so if you're Harrison Burton, if you're you know any of these guys, Brandon Jones, and you want to go to Cup, if you're any of these other Toyota development drivers, you have to be looking at this situation and thinking, I better be... Planning an exit strategy here because, right. um, you know, it, unless you assume Kyle Bush is going to retire in the next two years, and I don't, and now I also assume that Denny Hamlin stays because we've solved the Chris Bell issue and they've already said Jones is gone. So there's no reason now for Hamlin to leave unless Hamlin wants to leave, which is a whole different scenario, but there were rumors of him in the four races. Why would you leave? Yeah. uh, I mean, so we assume now, and so you've got Hamlin, Truex and Bush, um, all of whom could easily race five more years or more really. Um, And so if I'm the guys below Cup right now in Toyota. Um, I'm asking the question of what's going to be for me yeah. when I'm ready to go to Cup.
7: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I said right. You know, before we came on the air, I said if I'm a if I'm a driver in one of the lower series, whether it's ARCA or trucks or whatever, and I don't have a developmental contract with anybody, and Toyota comes to me and asks me if I want to be on the developmental team, I but I think I, at this point I think twice about whether or not I really want to be a Toyota driver because. You don't. I mean, you know, you really don't know what your future holds. And maybe you get the house car, but what if you don't perform in that house car? Right. You could be gone half a
1: season. Well, that's, that's yeah, because so, that's obviously we've seen Suarez. Whether really be luck or not, you know, we we've seen Suarez get canned. We've seen Jones get canned. Um, you know, Carl Kurt, Edwards
7: was lucky; he bailed out on his own territory. He's well, like,
1: <laughs> or or not depending <laughs> well, yeah, on what you believe. We don't know what um, that you know the you story know, about that is, but but so. it it's it's definitely a situation where. Um, Chris Bell now is going to be in a whole different situation because with the 95 car, he's learning, he's a rookie. It's not a Gibbs car, even though it is a Gibbs car. Um, You know, he's had a lot of speed, but he's, he's broken a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you get to the 20, you better perform. You know, you, you, you aren't going to be five years breaking cars, because there'll be another Chris Bell that comes along and you'll be out. Um, So I, I, I'm not impressed, honestly, with how Toyota is handling these, the, their driver development program in terms of the, the cup piece of it that, you know, it's like you get these kids in and yeah, they get great equipment all the way up through. And there is value in that. And I'm not, trying to be disrespectful toward any one person at Toyota just saying overall their business model it's it there's they're not making any moves to expand their cup uh, seats and in fact they may lose one now we could get to the rumors here real quick um while we've got a, a couple of minutes left um in this segment the first rumor we heard was spire Motorsports is buying the 95. Now, again, we don't know what the truth is, but when you think about it, Spire owns one team. Um, they basically bought the charter and everything from the 78, which is now, you know, it's it's now Spire Motorsports, it's a Chevy team. Um, and they've been using, you know, Garrett Smithley, and they've had different drivers in it, Chastain and a number of guys, um, of course, Justin, Justin Haley, Haley won, won Daytona right. for him last year, but that was an effort with um, Colleague. Colleague. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't think if Spire bought it that it remains Toyota, I guess is the point I'm making. And I just find it hard to believe they'd have they they buy a second team unless there's more behind it than Spire. Now, the other rumor we heard is Cal Wells. And... Cal Wells is a former team owner. He owned PPI, uh, which was the 32 team, the Tide team that Ricky Craven drove for. Um, And he's been involved in the sport for many years in in many different types of racing. And, And even though he's been out of the ownership role for a while, Cal has still been a consultant and has worked with a lot of different teams in the sport and he's still working with Toyota Racing Development at this time. So if, if the rumor about Cowell's buying the car is true, then it very well could still be a Toyota team and continue on with just as it was under the LFR banner. So we're going to have more conversation about this, but you can think about it. We'll be back right after these words.
0: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to
7: the
1: show. Well, welcome back. Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu continues. And, guys, I mean, this is just a fascinating story. Again, if you're just joining us, Eric Jones. This is breaking news just before the show started. Eric Jones out at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um it's it's an interesting scenario because, again, I was talking about Cal Wells just before we went to break, and Cal is a longtime owner, very, very smart businessman who's done a lot of things in the sport. He's about 64 years old. He's been in NASCAR. He's been in IndyCar. He's, he's done a lot of things. Um, and again, one of the rumored buyers for the 95 team, which, um, again, if you're new to our show, we should um, state that... Uh, our producer, James Mellick, is the teardown specialist over there. So he works for LFR um, during the days. And so, again, not sure of his future either. Um, hopefully, they'll retain everybody on the staff. We would certainly like to see that. We, we, um, we, we want to see that for James. But um, Joe, uh, Eric Jones' situation now becomes interesting because if he's got a number of places that we think he could land. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he makes an interesting piece to this silly season now that nobody'd planned for. Because here's b- before today, here's what I think everybody's thinking. Okay, everybody's thinking that Bubba stays with the 43 because he gets a stake in the ownership. Mm-hmm. Okay. The 42, everybody has been thinking Ross Chastain. Then you look at Stuart Haas and you say, well, if Clint retires, that opens up a seat for Chase Briscoe, who I think Ford either this year or next year is going to have to bring the cup. And if the, if Eric Almarola goes away from the 10, um, then there's an opportunity for Kyle Larson if they want him and can find sponsorship or you could just flip that around and put Larson in the 14 and and Briscoe in the 10, whichever, but those were the two drivers. I think most people were thinking probably likely for Stuart Haas, if the two current drivers go away. Mm -hmm. So everybody kind of had this neat and tidy little solution here for silly season. And then Eric Jones gets bounced out of JGR. So now you have an interesting scenario here because Eric is not necessarily tied to Toyota, so he could go anywhere he wants to. We thought, because we've been hearing it, that maybe the 88 car goes away and Hendrick and Bowman moves to the 48. We know Kozlowski's not going to that team because he just re-signed for a year with Penske. Okay, you're following this so far. Um, I was about to ask the same question. So, <laughs> following along. So, so um Now you you look at Eric Jones and it's like, well, Rick Rick Hendricks still doesn't have any sponsorship unless some of Eric's, unless some of the current sponsors go over with, with Eric, because of course, Chris Bell brings a bunch of his own, um, he's got JBL and a bunch of Toyota money. So maybe he doesn't need, um, you know, the, the Stanley tool and their, their group and whoever else, um, I mean, there's, there were rumors about Denny Hamlin going to the, <laughs> Hendrick in the 48 or whatever. Now you assume he stays. Um, so Eric Jones, I guess where I'm going with this, is Eric Jones now completely muddies the water because you would think any team would want the talent that Eric Eric Jones would bring.
7: Yep. When I was, during the break, I was thinking about, yesterday we talked about how certain drivers need to Change their surroundings to get better. Yes. it happened with Joey Logano, and it happened with Kyle Busch. Yep. And I feel like Eric is in this perfect situation now to get out of JTR, to get away from Toyota and sign with a team that he can he can recreate his whole entire image and do better. With Hendrick, I, I mean, you know, it would hard it'd be hard for me to believe that a guy like Chase Elliott would be the veteran of the team. But if I'm Rick Hendrick, that signing Eric Jones would be you would have your entire organization filled for years to come if you keep the sponsorship going on the flip side of that i I get the 48 doesn't necessarily the 80 doesn't have a lot of sponsorship right now but that may be because rick hendrick didn't have an idea who the driver was going to be so now that he knows that eric jones is free and he's thinking maybe i can get him he can take that name to sponsors and go hey look if you sponsor this car i can get you eric jones and I think a lot of sponsors would be like, "Oh well, yeah.
1: If you well, can get Eric Jones, sure." Wait absolutely. a minute! No, he's at Bowman. This is the second. Well, year no, for- but I'm just
7: saying, like, if if we're if we're looking at a car without sponsorship and trying to get sponsorship to get Eric to come there, now he has a plea bargain because he knows the driver. He can try to get to get the sponsors to sign on. Well, yeah, okay. So, uh, I see Whether it's in the saying. 88 yeah, to 48 see, or I see whatever, what you're I mean, yeah. he can do, the, he can the 48 put is sponsored through himself,
1: 23.
5: Car.
7: Right, exactly. Without. Yeah, Ally. Yeah, Ally will be on the forty-eight. So if, so if they want to move Alex to the forty-eight, since there's guaranteed sponsorship, and look for sponsorship for the eighty-eight to get Eric Jones or whatever. But the case you're going
1: to have to. The the thing is though is Eric's going to want to go somewhere where he knows he's. Right. Sad. Well, and of
7: course, I mean, so we all know Hendrick has a can't lot of businesses. So. Bring him
1: in, and then look for sponsors you'd have to be prepared right and sure you're gonna fund the 88 car the 48 car whatever you move ally to the eighty-eight. however you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. um all i'm saying is if you're gonna bring a guy in with no sponsorship and hendrix never i mean it's been interesting this year because i'm surprised he hasn't been able to get more funding for the 88 honestly i i i'm really amazed because he's never had an issue with that now What makes sense to me, honestly, is that Eric Jones goes to the 42. Um, Now, I say that and I hate to say it for Ross Chastain, but you're not passing up a talent like Eric Jones if you can get him. Now, if you do, if and if if he does not go to the 42 car, then if I'm Stuart Haas, I've got to make a space you can't. This kid cannot be out of cup and out of an elite ride sure. because we know that he's capable of winning, and we know that he's capable of winning big. Um, we've not seen that at JGR, but we didn't see it with Logano either until he got to Pen- uh, Penske. But you know, that, that makes
7: an interesting point, though, because as James was saying before we came on the air, obviously I mean, Eric Jones was not a Toyota driver. He was brought in by Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch saw him, liked him, wanted him with Joe Gibbs, went to Gibbs and said, hey, you need to sign this guy, and they did. I can see a scenario where maybe Eric is the odd man out on the team. There is no place for him to go and Kyle Busch puts him back in one of his trucks or even an Xfinity car for JGR or or even a Kyle Busch motorsports team if he really wanted to start another Xfinity team because it would depend. I I know that their friendship is very strong and, and Kyle feels really strongly about Eric's talent and I don't think that Kyle really would want to see him go out of Toyota if he could all avoid it. So even if he can't get an elite ride... Would Eric Jones settle with going back to the trucks and running for KBM?
8: That does make sense because he has seen some of the stuff that's happened with the energy drinks that have came out there yeah. and been sponsors and he did just open up Kyle, the new Rowdy yeah, the, energy oh, so he could he could open up another Xfinity team sponsor or Rowdy energy yeah. and put Eric back in it. So I don't
7: think it'd be an Xfinity car because he would have to have Joe Gibbs. Equipment and I don't think Eric would sign on with a team knowing he just got booted from that team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that would seem weird to me. But with the truck, I can totally see it because the the truck is all KBM. It's all Toyota Racing Development stuff, not JGR stuff. So what's
1: interesting is that you know now you look at even the Wood Brothers. Okay, Matt De Benedetto only had a one year deal. Now we know that Austin Syndrick is going to come upstairs either end of this year or next, right? I mean, it's just, you gotta, you can't leave him down there more than another year. Um, now, we again would think that maybe that means either De Benedetto goes away or he stays and Cindric goes straight to a house car because Penske has got, he's got room to add a fourth car if he wants to. Um, so that could happen or Keselowski goes away and here comes Cindric to the two car. At the end of next year, mm-hmm. which also would make good sense because Brad only signed for one more year. One-year contracts um, scare me because
7: always, there's always something at the end of the one year, right, always.
1: Right, always. and <laughs> so, you know, that may be the plan, but what I'm saying is if that is the plan and Cindric is going to stay down, then if do, do you it, – it does to look at Eric Jones and say, come here, kid, you know <laughs> – um, and, he, and if they wanted him, they could easily drop him into another Roush car. They could drop him into, uh, you wouldn't think they'd go front row, but they could. Um, but you've, you've got teams over there in the Ford organization that have room for expansion. Okay. So Eric Jones has an opportunity here to completely start fresh now and create something for himself that works for him, yep. um and you know and, and again, it's the same thing that you know that happened with uh Suarez, um, you know, and Daniel unfortunately lost a lot of the sponsorship dollars, so you know, he ended up where he did because of that fact. but um, it's really an it, this is really a wrench in the uh, Silly Season that I don't know if everybody was expecting or not. Because I think there was at least the thought that maybe Bell sits for another year and then all of a sudden the team goes for sale and, and you know, in a matter of a couple of weeks everything changes.
7: You, know, you always wait for that one domino to fall in the Silly Season yeah. You know, schedule. When LFR announced that they were closing down basically or selling their team, you kind of knew, okay, well – there's the first kind of, Oh, I mean, I guess Brad Kozlowski was the first chip because we always thought, you know, he was yeah. rumored to go to the 48 and whatever. I, so
1: I knew that would never happen, yeah. and I, I just, yeah. it, it made no sense that he would go anywhere and he right. didn't. So it's really, like I said, this is a really interesting time. I mean, we're still in early August, mm-hmm. and, you know, now you've got one of the top young prospects of the last three, four years out on the open market. So now we're going to see what everybody thinks his value is and see where he goes. So this is going to get really interesting. We're going to talk more NASCAR and other things when we come back. Stay with us.
5: At what age and size should a child
6: start using a booster seat?
3: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Derek Kroos, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome
1: back. Derek Krause, one of the drivers uh, in Toyota's pipeline. We've been talking about the whole show, so we'll see... What happens down the road? Uh, we're talking baseball. No, we're not. We're talking racing on Motorsports Madness tonight.
8: Uh, and, we're talking monsoons <laughs> outside. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was just looking up at the <laughs> uh, parking lot. If you're anywhere wow. near the uh, Statesville, North Carolina area, and you're outside, you are getting drenched right now. Getting it a is, free shower. Yeah, it's uh, like a tropical rainforest out there at the moment. We hope that uh, all of you, wherever you're listening to the show from, um, are safe and sound. Uh, Okay, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick, call him Red, in the studio with you. And um, So NASCAR has decided a few things. NASCAR was busy today. Um, Throwing darts
7: at a dartboard again.
1: Yeah, throwing darts at a dartboard. For those of you who don't like NASCAR gimmicks, who think that the playoffs and um, uh, what the, uh, the the stage breaks and all of this. You think that that's all just gimmicks and we don't need any gimmicks in NASCAR. Turn off the show right now. Yeah, you might want to hit the mute button for a few minutes because um, we got another one for you. Uh, NASCAR and all their infinite wisdom along with the teams. Now, I don't hear again. Everybody bashes NASCAR. Bash your teams because the teams wanted this. The drivers wanted this. We are getting the doggone choose cone for the rest of the season, except for road courses and daytona Talladega. Which I... Are you
7: letting it soak in for a second?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, dare I ask why? What problem does this solve? I don't think it
7: solves a problem, but... I- all of the fans that always like to go, well, I don't know why they don't do the things the way the Dirt Track does them. Well, guess what? Now we're going to do them the way Dirt Track does them. Because every Dirt Track that I go to, they have the Choose Cone in place. It's not really a cone. It's more of a lane choice thing, but whatever. Well, they did it Conan. at the All-Star Race, but... Does it really matter? I mean, you, the, the leader gets to choose if they want the inside or outside anyways. Now you're just letting the rest of the field do the same thing. What does it yeah, really Yeah, but here's matter?
1: my problem with the choose, though. And I tried to explain this to somebody earlier. Now, I don't care because it's the same for everybody. So that's what they want to do, whatever. I don't watch the race to see what they do for restarts. But here's why I think the choose-cone rule is just universally stupid. If I'm running 18th and we get to the choose and everybody dives for the same lane, and there's a big opening on the other lane, I can go from 18th to 12th without passing any of those cars under green. Now, you may say, well, that's, that's just how it works out. And you're right, but I just don't feel like you should be able to pick up positions under a caution. If you can't, if you can't pass under the caution now, why would we make it possible for you to pass under the caution with a silly cone?
8: I think Jeff made a good point during the all-star race. I believe it was Jeff. I don't want to be 100% on that, but I believe he said – if I was a driver still, I would just go the complete opposite direction that the guy in front of me. Well, went. That's what he was so, I mean, that's what he was saying. He I just would, he wouldn't know where where it was going to land. He would just go the opposite way.
7: What I'm thinking is, is that okay? If you're sitting in 18th and you get to the choose cone and now you're in 12th place and the green flag comes out, chances are you're probably going to end up back in 18th because you weren't quick enough to get the 12th in the first place. So as long as you, as soon as the green flag comes out, you're going to get bombarded with people trying to get around you anyway. So you're probably dead in the water going up to 12th place. You might as well sit your butt back in 18th where you belong.
1: I don't know. I, I guess I, for me, it just feels very artificial. The, A, the old ASA late model series, like the real one from the Midwest, was the series that started that Choose Cone deal. And then everybody took it and ran with it, right? Yep. And then... <laughs> ASA realized how stupid it was and stopped doing it. But by then everybody else was doing it and it was, it had you know grown spread like kudzu across the rest of short track racing. So um, it's whatever, like I said, I, it's the same for everybody. For me, rules like that, I I have my opinion about them. I either like them or I don't like, I like the stages, but I wouldn't care if they get rid of them. I think they add a lot in terms of the points because the points become important to the playoffs but then again, nobody likes the, a lot of people don't like the playoffs. I do. But again, I don't care if you want to get rid of it, fine. Um, you know, because again, those things are the same. Well, b- because it's the same for everybody. It's no, you're, not you're like right. You're, you're, right. you know, so all I'm saying is I may have my personal opinion, but whatever the rule is, it is. But, but in this age so, of,
7: you know, especially this year with coronavirus and NASCAR doing, you know, let's try this and see what it works. I mean, why not? Why the heck not? Let's just try it. I mean, what do we got to lose? There's only, what, 16 more races left of the season. Let's just go for it. If I it doesn't work in January, February, we don't have to do
1: it anymore. At the top levels of a series, I just think we should be avoiding things like that. You know, uh, stages were originally put in because everybody was complaining there weren't enough cautions. Now everybody's complaining about stages being cautions. You know, like, why do we... It's like, well... So the playoffs were put in because Brian France thought we needed something to spark up the end of the season. They didn't want
7: Matt Kenseth to have another 231-point lead in the
1: season finale. And then then another guy named Matt goes and busts the system by winning last year the truck championship without winning a race. So... um, you know, uh, again, that's why I say I, I like the stages. I like the playoffs. But if you took them away, it's like, OK, fine. You know, because it, it, everybody starts the year with the same set of rules. What I, The other thing I don't like is we put this choose cone in in the middle of the season. So you're, you're now affecting this championship. If you were going to do it, put it in for 21 and let's run the whole year with it. Um, you know, obviously, I, I know why you don't do it on road courses. I know why you don't do it on super speedways. That goes without saying. But. You know, I think it's silly, but it's whatever. But that's so NASCAR. That isn't even the silliest thing NASCAR did today, believe it or not. Here's
7: the silliest thing they did. Wait a minute. I need a piece of paper to pen for this because this is really complicated.
4: To me.
1: I, it, I've read this it thing is, four and times. I, and and I, I still actually don't understand have it. to. I have to. I should have kept my tweet up here i had it night oh, look, james is gonna hook, hook me um, up here i'm gonna have so, to figure this yeah, out james, okay there you go i gotta right. carry the one hold on carry the one so here's what, the one. Here. here's what we're talking about Jacob. here's where yeah exactly jacob can figure this out for us here's what we're here's what we're talking about nascar has decided and again there's as as it was put there's universal agreement throughout the sport so that means teams sponsors every everybody all voted that we can't be just I mean, random drawing anymore mr and for mrs spots. nascar yeah yeah <laughs> we can't be redrawing we can't just be randomly drawing for starting spots for these races anymore for the rest of the year we have to actually have a formula a,
7: a, a real an actual formula an
1: actual for, <laughs> actual formula um, and i'm i hang on i think i have it on maybe it. you hang can on. find it quicker than me. Um, uh, uh,
8: um,
1: me the the idea here is they wanted to Develop something that would be more performance based again. So, you know, we're we're going to do thirty five percent of this and fifteen percent of that. And have you got it's, it? Uh
7: oh. Hold on. No, I I thought you had to pull up. It. Oh.
1: thirty It's thirty five
7: percent of the finishing order from the last race. Yeah. Uh, twenty percent of the uh, owners points, and fifteen percent of. Uh, I have to think what the other one is. Hang on. Let me let me find it real quick.
1: We'll, we'll pull it up here. It's, it, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy um, formula here. And nobody, the, the fans are not going to be able to sit and figure it out. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, let's see here. Um, actually, I wonder if. Uh, oh, here it is. Here's right got it? I got Okay. It, right.
7: it is uh, 50% of. Hang on. My computer's junk. Uh, dang it. Stop. Uh, Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? go? (laughs) Fifty. Why is it doing that? (laughs) Because you're not using a mouse, Randy. That's why. (laughs) Yes. My, my, sometimes coming in. All right, here we go. Finishing position from the previous race is fifty percent. Then, see, it jumped again. Gosh darn! It's a 50-30-20, I think is what it is. 50-30-20, But my, my computer won't stay stopped. Whatever. All right, fine. Let me, let me read it real quick, and then I'll just, I'll memorize it real quick because it's scrolling by. It's twenty percent. It's it's fifty percent of the uh, finishing order, twenty percent of the owners points, and fifteen percent of the whatever the last one is. Hang yeah.
1: On. It, well, it, no, it's it's fifteen percent of the fastest lap. That's the last the the
7: phrase. There you go. That's it. Okay.
1: Yes. So so again, let's let's run through this. It's going to be weighted. In other words, they're going to use three metrics to determine the lineup for races from now on for the rest of the year. Um, starting next week at the road course. Here we go. 50% of the formula is how is your finishing position for the previous race. 35% is your ranking in team owner points. Team owner points, I emphasize. And 15% is the fastest lap from the previous race. <laughs> so, <laughs> in other words, fans aren't going to have a clue. I mean, it, this is like the Pythagorean theorem. You do I mean, get the, you do get awarded with the pole though
7: if you win if you get it because it says that the competition formula will also bring it bring with it the awarding of the bush pole award in the cup series and the pole award in the truck series right but xfinity's this dead out of the water you you get yeah. the pole you don't get nothing sorry yeah
1: I don't even know what what have a great so day see you next time so it's um. It, it says uh, the new structure would draw on performance from individual races and season results rather than leaving a range of starting spots up to
7: chance. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you look at it that way because it, it rewards you kind of for finishing position the race before and also for being in the fastest lap of the race. So I I, I got to get the, re, the reward aspect of it, but I still don't think owner points is the way to go. I still think you should do driver points.
1: I I guess I I don't know I mean I'm, I or
7: you could just show up to the racetrack and draw whatever number you draw. On yeah, I mean to
1: me, to me this is one of those things. Um, so am I. I, don't, I mean I'm we nobody. can we can debate the choose, but this thing is probably in somehow I suppose it's better than a random draw. Yet from a fan standpoint, I don't think it is. Because part of the reason why I like the idea of a random draw is it gives some of the smaller teams an opportunity to start up front, and lead some laps and get some stage points. And I don't think this is going to do that. I think you're going to be right back to having your, you know, your elite teams, you know, back back up in front. And and I, I think the it's it's going to be a different race now from the outset. Um, I bet Harvick and Hamlin don't care. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's. like uh, you care less what the procedure is. <laughs> you know, it's it, and and then and then the other thing is for the playoffs, the top sixteen are starting in the front.
7: Well, yeah, they're going to group we, the
1: playoff cars together all the way through the playoffs. We
7: we knew that that was going to happen, and I and I even told you then. I think that's a dumb idea. Why why I would agree. you why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just let them? I mean, what what excitement does that get at the top sixteen or the top sixteen in the points? Why, why can't you let them start in the
1: back and work the way to the front? Right. If you get in a wreck, you get wrecked. whatever. Well, no, I agree wholeheartedly. I 100% agree. I, 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 think, I, I think we were doing well, and I think NASCAR is fixing some stuff that isn't broke. And I think probably there were a number of teams, because this wasn't working out well for them, that probably wanted it changed. Um, mm-hmm. So not impressed with uh, NASCAR's day today. They did announce the remainder of the schedule, for the season also I piece came paper. out today. Um, and, well, it's basically it's, really not that bad. its basically what you think it would be in terms of the Cup Series, um, except for um, they're doing a couple of Thursday night shows that weren't planned. Um, they're doing a Thursday night uh, truck race at Richmond Richmond and, and then at Bristol, two successive weeks, um, Thursday, September 10th at Richmond, Thursday the 17th at Bristol. But the rest basically is. It's the same 10 tracks. So at least that's, but there's more doubles. You yeah, got there are a more double, double yeah. for Xfinity at Richmond on the 11th and 12th. To
7: make up the race that they missed in May.
1: Yes. Um, you have. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have a Thursday cup show in Las Vegas in September at the end of the month. And then they're they're off until the following Sunday at uh, Talladega. And what else do we have here? I'm looking for off days. Fry, uh, no Friday truck, that's normal. Um, so those are the only ones that w- you would think, you know, the rest are all sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the way you'd expect them to be. Um, we're going to talk more about the schedule
3: and uh, everything else, when we come back, stick around. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Haig Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Haig Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online.
6: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Minekey 302-827-2054.
1: Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem. and No excuses.
5: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
0: Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Motorsports Madness rolls on here, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. If you are looking for a change of career, or maybe you're just looking for a first career, I've definitely got an idea for you, and it's a good one. You don't have to be good at math or science. You don't even have to be a computer whiz to make this happen. Mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life. What is mycomputercareer? It's an IT school. And if you've never thought about IT, you should look into it. And here's why. There are over 2 million unfilled jobs in this country right now in the IT field, cybersecurity, etc. And there are far more jobs than there are qualified individuals, trained individuals to fill them. So this is a part of the workforce, an industry that's booming And it's going to continue to grow as we go more toward technology right straight into the, the, and through the 2020s. So this is how easy it is. Go to mycomputercareer.edu. There's a free career evaluation. Take that. And if you feel like you might want to go ahead and get uh, IT certified and head into that field, financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI bill. Now, even more than that, You can get this, you can get all the training you need in just one to two days a week in as little as four months. Online, that's it. You don't have to go to the campus. That simple. One to two days online per week, and in as little as four months, you can be ready to go to work. And when you are ready, my computer career works with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So this is a really good opportunity for a definitive change for the better in your life, or maybe you're just coming out of high school, uh, maybe out of uh, the service, wherever, Um, or maybe you're coming out of college, you just want to do something different than your degree. Just go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation, and uh, if you want to go in that direction, One to two days a week online. That's it. In as little as four months, you can be ready to go. My Computer Career has done a fantastic job. They've got seven campuses across the country, but right now everything obviously online. So just get a hold of them. And um, we look forward to seeing many more of their students out there in the workforce. We'll be back right after this.
4: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to
2: work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation?
0: I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Motorsports Madness Continues. We are broadcasting live, as always, from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina, where we have a line of weather moving through. So uh, if we suddenly disappear, uh, it was because lightning struck somewhere it shouldn't have. David Copperfield. Yeah, we hope not. um, But uh, just letting you know. Uh, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. All uh, in the studio here, we have uh, got Gary Elliott on the phone. And we're going to talk with Gary in a few moments here. We don't have enough time in this segment. Uh, This is our last short segment for the show. We don't have enough time to get into a conversation with Gary. We'll do that right after this next break. However, um, that'll be at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. But... um, we, uh, we do have him on the phone. I can't wait to uh, talk to Gary. This this gentleman, what he's accomplished in the sport, and he, he's still going, man. He's still got the passion. He's still got the fire. Um, it's incredible. They call, call him the Iron Man, and there's a very good reason for that. So we'll talk with Gary here in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, but uh, we were talking about NASCAR, and of course, um, you know, the NASCAR train rolls on here. Uh, you know, when you think about this weekend... And, and you start looking ahead even. I mean, I'm, I'm actually really looking ahead already to, um, you know, to the road course at Daytona and, and, and being excited about what could come from there, Randy. I, I feel like this is going to be a huge twist in the NASCAR season. Yeah, I
7: think uh, a lot of feelings are going to get hurt. A lot of race cars are going to get torn up, and a lot of you people are going to be in and out of the playoffs. Coming into the race, I you think. you think it's going to be that? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot like what we think about when we think about Talladega. You know, we think you really? go to that racetrack and you don't know it's the relative unknown. It's a relative unknown for a lot of guys because a lot of guys have never been on that course before.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it is. It is. It's. It's like you think of the typical Daytona race. They are in packs, but you know you got to turn into the infield and run a road course. I mean, it's, this mm-hmm. is really going to be a fascinating, I mean, you got Michigan obviously before that, which Michigan can be a, a nasty race too at times. But I, I think I think <laughs> Daytona road course is just, I can't wait because again, like you said, it's an unknown. We've, a lot of us have been talking about this and saying that we wanted to see it happen and now it is going to happen. And, uh, Uh, We're going to talk about the Indy 500 before the show's over, too, because no fans uh, now at Indy. Yeah. Back with more. We're going to have Gary Elliott after this. Bringing us back from break, uh, which reminds me that fellow trucker Spencer Davis uh, has uh, withdrawn from competition this weekend. He has tested positive for COVID-19. No symptoms for Spencer, but uh, a positive test. And so um, obviously we pray that Spencer will uh, not show symptoms and will be able to uh, be back racing uh, after his 14-day quarantine or sooner if he can pass two negative tests more than 24 hours apart or have two negative tests, more than 24 hours apart, I guess would be the way to say that. Um, okay. So we now go for the first time tonight to the strutmasters.com hotline. And we have a driver on the line with us. I'm going to just read a few stats for you. So if Jacob Seelman is listening wherever he is tonight. Here's your stats, Jacob. Check this out. This driver is averaging 25.2 nights per season. He's had 42 seasons of perfect attendance. 32 consecutive seasons with perfect attendance since 1988. And he has 841 consecutive nights raced since June 5th of 1987. Okay. Um, You can stop right there and you've had a heck of a career. Uh, We have got this driver on the line. He is... I love Canadians, and uh, he is from Canada. They call him the Iron Man for good reason. Um, Gary Elliott has joined us, and I am really honored to have Gary uh, on the show. Gary um, is a follower of Christ. He's very, very uh, committed to that, as am I, and he is uh, still going strong. He has had, uh, Gary, I'm going to make sure here, Um, is it 46 or 47 straight years with Quaker State? Forty seven. Forty seven straight years with the same major sponsor. Uh well, I, hope, I hope all the
7: NASCAR drivers are listening right now. Yes. That's how you keep a sponsor. Yeah. Seven years with
1: the same sponsor. Exactly. Um Gary, welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you on. Um, and man, I, I don't even know where to start here. So I'll start in the most logical place, which is I I, I want you to take us back just for a minute or two. Um, all the way to the very beginning of your career and tell us what got you interested in the sport and how did you get started?
9: Well, first of all, thank you very, very much for having me on the program. I'm so excited about it. Um, I told as many people as I could today, emailed people and called them and let them know I was going to be on the show. So thank you very much for this this opportunity. Great for me and my family. (laughs) Thank you. So, I think it all started when I was five years old when my dad first took me to stock car races when I was a kid, and then when I come home back in the day, we used to have oval rugs. A lot of you don't see very many oval rugs anymore, and they had patterns, so it was like a racetrack. And I yes. used to play with my cars. I used yeah. to push my cars all around the track you on the too. oval rug. Yes, and uh, yeah. so that was the start. And then I wanted to go racing, and I didn't have a garage, I didn't have a truck, I didn't have a trailer, I didn't have tools. So I decided to go demolition derby, and uh, once I got. taste of that i did that for a while and then i i get into mini stocks which was affordable for me i raced a volkswagen stock 1200 cc volkswagen i destroyed two of them my first year because you couldn't fix them and back when i raced there was no places there there was no race shop to go and get your car fixed Uh, we didn't know what stagger went we didn't we didn't know what stagger meant we didn't know anything weight distribution we just my dad said my son is going to go tonight and he's going to aim the car that's all he's going to do. <laughs> so, and then as I went, as I got racing longer, more, then I started to learn about things about the car, what made the car work, and what what didn't make it work. And I found out at one point that new tires always made the car go better, and uh, that was when we ran sticky Goodyear tires back in 1980. But then that soon get too expensive, so they stopped using those tires. And anyway, I eventually learned how to uh, get my car. To handle and um, things started picking up for me. I guess it was. It took me 21 years before I got my first championship. So uh, perseverance paid off, and and I did. It's funny. In 1987, I had my worst year. I became a Christian in 1988, and I won my first championship in 1989. So God does give the, the, there the you
6: desires go. of your absolutely. Yeah,
7: yeah. yeah. Amen. It yeah. sounds like my da- what well, was what my dad used to tell me when I was driving a race cars. You don't need a helmet, boy. Just go out there and do do your thing. Just go out there and, do, do go, out there and do, go after it. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Helmets make you weak, boy. Go out there and just show them I'm done. Dad, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's how that works. I, I think you have to have a helmet, sir. Helmets but. make you weak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, your dad was tough. On my you. dad. <laughs> he you. That's he how my dad raced. Much, my dad he? raced
7: in the you know in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and all had, yeah had, those. You know, blue jean cut-off shorts and tennis shoes. And if you wanted to wear a helmet, great. If you didn't, well, that's on you.
1: Those boys were real men. Yes, <laughs> they
7: were. And he tried to put that same technology into 2011 when I tried to race, and it, is
1: not, it was not the same technology. So it, it took you 21 years to win your first championship. Um, but, man, you have – I mean, I look at your your stats here, and – it's, I could literally sit here, I feel like, for the rest of this segment and just read stats. Um, you know, you look at 51 years of stock car racing, three years of mini stock, one year, 100% participation, 33 years of hobby, um, CVM, 15 years in the late model, six years in a OSCAAR. that's your that's your series acronym. So we'll call him OSCAR, um, OSCAR Modified Car. Um, and, of course... Uh, now all of your racing is on pavement, right? Is it not? I think it's been that way for a while, hasn't it?
9: No. I, my first race ever in 1969 was on a dirt track in Merrittville Speedway in Ontario. Right. And I was, I was so upset because my car was a mess after like it was covered with dirt. Well, <laughs> so that was it. I went, I went, I went to pavement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your OCD got the best of you, huh?
9: <laughs> oh. That's a, when I was a kid, when I used to go, I always feared for the nicest looking car. And they didn't really always win, but I always liked them because they looked really good. And then, you know, I thought, then when I started getting sponsors, it really meant a lot to me to have, at least if you, you know, if you go to the track and you you can't win, at least you can always look good. And fans love that. Kids love it. They like to see good looking cars. And now pretty well, everybody has no excuse to not have a good looking car because of how good the people, the graphic people that do our cars are so good. But I still, I'm still very fussy. And, People find it hard to letter my car because I'm so fussy, but I really care about uh, all my sponsors and I try to coordinate everything. So it it goes good. And, um, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been really, it's, it's it's a way of life. And the most important thing about this whole thing is the people, all the people I meet in every segment of racing, starting with the fans.
1: Yeah. You are extremely good to your fans and extremely good to your sponsors with appearances and such. Um, Okay, at 73 years old, we've got about two minutes left in this segment. We're going to hold you. Don't worry. But uh, 73 years old, real quickly, in about a minute and a half, what keeps you going?
9: I love it. I just simply, I love racing. I look forward to it. Um, I, I, Quaker State has been with me 47 years, and they they really help me a lot. I have about seven sponsors, which I'd like to mention later. Yep, but absolutely. And they support me. They tell me, and this is what gives me encouragement. They say, Gary, we don't. We do care how you do in the racetrack, but what we really care most about is what you do off the track because we'd like you to go to our vendors, to our stores. So I do both. I sometimes race 25 nights and do 15 shows. So, you know, that's what what it's about. It's about promoting my sport and my sponsors both. So I just love doing that. And as long as I have my sponsors, then I'm going to be able to do it because it's pretty hard to do it without that. It's pretty hard to do it without that unless you can fund yourself. And at this level, I can't.
1: And you're oh, Thank you, sponsors. Absolutely. Well, and you're running um, what this year? I know it's been a strange year for you. Are you running the Maritime, really? Have they run? I was trying to figure out. Are you running Maritime or are you running just local shows around Nova Scotia? About a minute left.
9: Okay. So we don't have any. Our regular series here had a 12-race series, and that's canceled because of COVID. Okay. But I'm, I'm going, that's in Nova Scotia, but I'm, and they also race in New Brunswick and PEI. PEI is also a canceled all-racing for now. But in New Brunswick. I'm so thankful for the two promoters there, uh, Patty Speedway and 660. They both are having races for us, and they, okay. they're allowed to have a lot more fans. Gotcha. So we're, I'm able to-
1: And you have, I'm looking at this, and uh, we're, we're going to, uh, we'll we'll pick back up with you on the other side of the break here Because i take us to break i'm looking at this and uh this young 73 year old driver has run 43 different speedways uh in his career and um my gosh i mean this stat page is incredible we're gonna t- we're gonna have plenty more with uh gary elliott Even his dog excited yeah his dog is definitely excited back with more after this HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear... Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this
0: is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
3: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
5: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hey, hey.
1: Smith also in the uh Toyota pipeline or at least in Kyle Busch Motorsports pipeline so uh we keep we keep hearing from drivers that are going to be uh hard-pressed to find out, for, out of a ride for. at
7: Toyota yeah. in about five <laughs> it's, years
1: uh, it's it's not looking good for the uh, Toyota okay. development drivers over there unless they find an expansion team quickly okay back to uh business here on Motorsports Madness and we bring back uh out of the wonderful land of Hold, uh, we bring back on the Strutmasters.com hotline Gary Elliott. Gary is the Iron Man. Gary is uh, a Canadian who um, has been racing for 52 years. And I, I want to ask you, Gary, um, 47 years with Quaker State. Now we have a lot of young drivers, a lot of uh, team uh, owners, and and folks listening to this show. Um, how? how did you get involved with Quaker State to begin with and you mentioned it during the uh, during the end of the last segment but kind of reiterate it um, how do you keep a sponsor for 47 years
3: well
9: very good question number one a good friend of mine uh, 1973 uh, 1974 said to me would you like how would you like a sponsor and I said I'd love one and so he gave me the phone number for Quaker State I called them up and they said okay uh, here's the deal, uh, you, you put two stickers on the car, and you fill out these cards and send them in to let us know how you did. And I looked at the card and it said, first, or, or runner-up. Or I thought, wow, that's going to
1: be hard. <laughs> no <to> pressure. Just
9: <laughs> one of So anyway, I ended up uh, having them for seven or eight years just, just for oil. That's all they, they they gave me my first few years. But then after a while, like on my 10th anniversary with them in 19... 19- 83, they gave me hats and t-shirts and I was just ecstatic. And then eventually when they seen that I was doing more events and stuff, there was no social media, so I couldn't do that. Uh, I couldn't uh, report that way, so I still send in the things that they wanted. Eventually, now today, uh, Quaker State, now with a late model, I can absolutely just, I can put that big Quaker State logo on my hood. It fills my hood, the side of my car, and then I still have room for all my other sponsors as well. And the car is all based around Quaker State. And then the other sponsors, I keep them a good size as well. And um, I keep here's how I keep Quaker State, because everything I do, I mention them uh, on, on my website, on my uh, Facebook page. I don't post anything on Facebook, anything to do with anything other than racing and birthdays and Christmas and Easter. Uh, those, but the rest of it is always to do with racing. And then... Baker say what really wants me to do shows and events, so I do events. And this weekend I'm going to be at a Canadian Tire. Uh, last weekend I was at a classic car show, and I've only raced twice this year, so I've done two races and two shows. Uh, but in the off season, when I mean not the off season, but sorry, but in March, when our we knew, knew our season wasn't going to start, I I signed up to do I racing, and I did two iRacing events, <laughs> I racing events. And I think you know Joe Chisholm off Racetime Radio, absolutely.
5: Will- Joe's awesome. So, Joe
9: did, yeah, he gave me a ton of advertising. I got so much advertising for my Quaker State card because I rolled it over. I did a four rollover, man. Oh man, I was I got all kinds of exposure.
1: <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah, It's seventy three years old, Randy. He's on the sim.
7: Man, he's making me look <laughs> weak as all get out right now, and, and I am jealous of of his career. So I was looking at the stats on on your website, which Tom and I talked about. You you have your own like chat message board on your website, which is yeah. really totally cool. But it, it, in 1987, it says you missed two races because you were suspended. And I know there's got to be a cool story about that. So please indulge me with how you got suspended in
5: 1987. Oh, man, you
7: would have to ask that question. <laughs> so,
9: all right, so it was 1987, and uh, it was a 30-race schedule. And so I, I guess I'd just be careful how I tell us. But anyway, what happened was um, we – lot. I'll have to try and make it as short as I can. So anyway, I sent up uh, some valves for a cylinder head, an inline six. We ran inline sixes. I sent up valves to have them put in a head. I didn't know anything about building engines. I really didn't know anything like most guys don't. We don't. Now we run crate engines. We know even less. We just do the timing, water, and spark plugs, and carburetor. We can play with those, but we don't know much about the inside of an engine. Anyway, when I got the engine back, I put it in the car, and at the end of the year, they it was, Oh no, that's not what I'm talking about. Sorry. It was my, my dad died on May, the long weekend in May. So just before your, your long weekend, the week before. So he died and, uh, he was going to come to the races with me, but he couldn't. So when I went up, we had a double header at Sauble Speedway. So we raced on the Saturday night. And then on the Sunday night, we raced again. And there was a big pile pileup going into turn one. And my car locked uh, wheels with another open wheel coupe. And, um, so I went over to him and I am the driver and I love the guy, I love his family, so I mean it's all good now. But I went over to him and I said, Hey, Dave, I said, I gotta unhook my car, it's hooked up to yours. So everybody else had driven away and the guys were out sweeping the debris off the track, not from us but from another car. So then I then I go to put my car in gear, the rocket, and he takes off dragging the car and me <laughs> like about five feet, so I run up to him and I said, Hey, I said, What I asked you to wait till I unhook my car. And he used the F word. He told me F, and then I think there's another word after that that goes with that. And then I just unloaded on him. I just, I I, just hit, I, I hit him so many times, I can't remember that. He just when he was driving away, I was I was swinging at the clouds. That is and, awesome. uh, so, nobody knew about it until after the race, and when they seen him, and they seen his eye was popped up a bit, and so I went over, I felt bad, and uh, but I never got black flagged. I was so surprised that nobody's seen it, but maybe they did, and they didn't say nothing. Anyway, but at the end of the night, I was vice president of the series, and they said, Gary, you know that we can't have that. And I said, I know. I said, I just, my dad just died, and, and I think my dad said, let him have it. So, you know. <laughs> oh,
5: it's your
7: dad's fault. <laughs> you know That's awesome.
9: Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I, just one last thing. So it doesn't matter what anybody says to me anymore. Anybody said, I I never, ever, ever want to be disqualified again. And at the end of that year, that was the last year. At, it's funny. I won the end season championship at the end of that year. And then another disaster happened when they checked those valves that I took up to have them checked. And they happened to be 26 foul too big. So Uh-oh. I got disqualified for the entire season. Oh, but wow. That, that was the penalty. And... 2000, the next year, 1988, I was going to be out for the next year. But what happened was they showed mercy. uh, They said the rule is way too too strict. And so what they did was they made a rule that you might be, so that at least uh, you could hear the story. Well, everybody knew that the valves, the the seats weren't adjusted. So because the seats weren't altered, they knew that the valves being in there didn't do anything. They were 26 pounds too big. It made no difference. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so the, the funny thing is the last race that I won, in two, 1987 was the end season championship. The first one I ever won. And when I got back to the pits, I got disqualified. And because it was an engine infraction, I lost the whole year, but not as far as racing. I mean, my stats were still there, but I just, I, I didn't get no points, no points money or anything like that. But mm-hmm. ironically, four months later, I give my life over to Christ. So the last race that I won as a, as a non-believer I was disqualified. I had to give the flag back, like I had to give the trophy back. Wow! And I tell people now, the victory that I got in Jesus, I, I never lose that. I never. I will never be Amen. taken
1: away from. Amen. Amen to that. That's yeah. uh, that's awesome. Now, when you were when you were swinging with the driver there, was was that on the racetrack?
9: Yeah, in turn one between turn one and two. Yeah, like I mean, I said, please just wait till I unhook my car because I didn't want to damage my car. Did yeah?
5: Uh, did he the- was
9: kind of a hothead, so. Anyway, there was a little bit of hydromy in me there, so I just kind of <laughs> went crazy.
1: Did the promoter pay you? Because, like, it it the old saying goes: if you fight in the pits, you get fined a hundred dollars. If you fight on the track, you get paid a hundred dollars. Did he did he slip you a hundred dollar bill for uh, adding to the night night's entertainment?
9: Well, that one would have been worth a thousand dollars, so <laughs> that was. <would have> been- <laughs>
1: I was man, pretty oh, man. Well, you know what? It just goes to show how fallible we all are, doesn't it? Uh, and sure. and uh, you know, I, I could understand the anger given the uh, the situation you mm-hmm. were presented with there for sure. Uh, but that's that's funny stuff. Uh, what is what is your favorite track of all the tracks that you've run at? You've got about forty three of them to choose from. What is your favorite track? <laughs> so,
9: Glamborough Seaway <laughs> was my home track, and that's in Ontario. And I've been racing there a lot. So both of my championships were won from racing at that track. But there's a few other tracks, Sauble Speedway, Sunset Speedway, Peterborough Speedway, Delaware Speedway. Like, I could, Cayuga Speedway, I could, I honestly my, you know, I don't want to use Tony, Tony Stewart's line, but they said, what's your favorite track? And he said, the next one or the next race, what's yeah. your favorite race? That's sure. race. So, but that's true, though. I mean, I just can't wait to get to any race track. And I just, I'm going to race two new ones this year. And next year, I'm going to probably race one or two more new ones. So um, I just, honestly, you know what? Wherever there's fans and there's drivers and I can take my car out on the racetrack, I, I love it. I, I love it. There's probably only a couple of tracks i never liked, but the rest of them ones I like to go to. I really do.
1: I feel so much like we could uh, spend another two hours with you if if you can, Gary. We'd like to. We got about a minute uh, before our next break. We'd like to hold you over for one more segment and uh, talk with you uh, a little bit more. Um, and uh, but before we go to break, is there a track that if you could in about thirty seconds, is there a, any track in the world if you could run it that track you'd like to run that you haven't run?
9: Yeah, you know, there's one in the U.S. I think it's called Ball Stadium.
1: Oh, in New Jersey.
9: Yeah. I think so, yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to try that track. For sure, I often wanted to try that. I used to race that online years ago. So I'd like to try that. And one last quick thing. The following Monday, 30 I seconds. went to that guy's, that guy's house. I took him a large coffee, and I had a coffee, and I sat down and apologized to him, and we've been best friends ever since. There you go. Happy ending.
1: Yeah, yeah, that definitely had a happy ending. That's pretty cool. Okay, so we are going to talk more with Gary Elliott after this next break and uh i also want to we may have to do this in overtime but we're gonna we we gotta talk indy 500 because no fans at uh, indianapolis for that and i want to kind of get everybody's opinion on that but uh, we'll be back with more of gary elliott and more of our show right after this
4: how to be a great dad in 15 seconds
2: your own pace in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meineke car care center rev up your career
6: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette
4: Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Golly, I can listen to blues all night. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, trading for a better life. And uh, also, want to uh, just give some props to our friends at victorycustomtrailers.com. They are based in Michigan, but they will serve anyone in the continental U.S. and probably Canada as well, for that matter. Um, So uh, victorycustomtrailers.com, you can design your own custom trailer right on their website. They have over 200 uh, new and used trailers and coaches and for all kinds of purposes, not just racing, but they are racers themselves. So if you're looking for a trailer to go racing with, uh, they will know exactly what you need. And if you need it customized... The more you want it customized, the better uh, they shine. So, victorycustomtrailers.com. Give them a call and tell them that the good folks at Race Chaser Radio sent you. Okay, back to the strutmasters.com hotline we go, and back to our new friend, Gary Elliott, um, who has been racing for basically the number of years I've been alive uh, on this planet. Um, and uh gary i i gotta ask you're running modifieds and you're also running late models and sometimes you do them both in the same night um just one is a lot for a young man uh of of your age um how does running two cars in one night work out for you
9: oh in one night it's tough uh, it's tough especially if uh, there's four divisions and and, and the late model, which would be the top division, and the modified would, would, would be next. Or it might be the top one if it's a guest. If it's the traveling series, which the modified was. Yeah. So, if, but if they ho- happen to be both at the same track on the same night, I would run them both because the late model was a home track, so I ran there every Saturday night. But then, when I went to race the modified, if it was wasn't a conflicting night, then my son would fill in on the late model while I drove the modified. But oh. if they were both at the same track, then I would then I would I would uh, race race them both and uh, it's really hard if you have to finish one race and jump right in the car for the second one that's when it's tough but otherwise, it's not it's fun i love racing and modified i love open wheels it's a Troyer modified it's an older one absolutely the, the nicest race car that i I've, I've you know really ever raced was an open wheel and it's just so much easier to race you can see your wheels you can be more aggressive like it's just i'm like, I had people tell me they didn't even think I was the same person when I was driving my modified five years ago and driving the late model. They just said, wow, that's, you don't even look like the same person, like racing. So that's how much different that. So, But racing two in one night is okay. Um, I raced uh, two heats and five features in one night. <laughs> that was pretty hard. Gosh,
1: <laughs> two heats and five features. Wow. Yeah,
9: and, <laughs> yeah, and the five features were three... Three late model and two modified. So, and that was, uh, and but I was younger then. I think I was just seventy then, so it
8: wasn't so bad. I was
1: no, that, wasn't you so were, bad yeah, now. you were just a young one then. I'm <laughs> just gonna give up on yeah. life at this yeah, point. Yeah, Randy and I both need a nap <laughs> no, just, after just after hearing no, that. I'm giving
7: up on life at this point. No, I, I was, I was looking, I was going back and looking at some of the things that have happened uh, to him before he started racing full time. He was a demo derby driver when he first started his yep. career. My, my, my question is, at what moment, what impact did you go, I want to do this all the time. For the rest of my life, I want to be a race car driver.
9: Well, I always wanted to be a race car driver. I always did. And I told my dad one day, I said, Dad, I want to buy this uh, car in, ni- in 1966 or 67. I said, I want to buy this car. And I guess it was 67 or 68. And he said, okay. He said, so if we buy the car, then what? He said, well, then I'm going to race it. He said, okay, do you have a truck? I said, no. Do you have a trailer? No. Do you have tools? No. You have a grad? No, go demolition derby. Hey, I've, and I've, then you wreck it. You just leave it there.
7: Right?
1: <laughs> <You're losing laughs>
7: well, I've been in a couple of demolition derbies in my time. It was actually pretty fun. I, I didn't mind. Were it. Were they
1: actually demolition? No, they derbies were actually just, okay.
7: actually one. Well, I one of them was a commercial that we were filming at the track, but it okay. was part of a like a law firm type thing where you you know about wrecking cars, so that was for oh. fine. But the other one was an actual demolition derby. Yeah. Okay. I've never been the same. I was gonna
1: guy. say I was in this I drove in the street stock race once it was a demolition. Well yeah derby, I mean I supposed to be I <laughs> drove what's now well I drove
7: what's now factory <laughs> stocks, which was bombers back then, but it was the same concept. Every okay. week was a demolition derby, but yeah it's a yeah now, this was a lot about my life.
1: Speaking of crashing, I you know, I love how detailed your stats are. According to your stats, you've had seven rollovers. Now <laughs> yeah. Here's yep. here's what's here's what's funny about these stats here. I'm just gonna read to you <laughs> all of you what this says. Seven rollovers, three in the mini stock, one at in sixty nine, two at Action Speedway in sixty nine. Now there's a note below that says that the action speedway night was two and it was you rolled over back to back races also at action speedway acton i, I should say acton speedway yep. you rolled over back to back races you rolled in the feature one week and the first heat out the next week um it did did somebody find the voodoo doll after that or what
9: that <laughs> <laughs> was uh
5: that
9: was crazy i i mean i have i had a dead heat in 1969, I had back-to-back rollovers in 1969. So I can't like I've never had a back. Well, I wouldn't want to, but I've had a few rollovers after that. But a dead heat. Can you imagine? Like one of my first, you know, maybe within my first 15 races of my career, I had a dead heat, and now I've raced 2,800 times since, and I haven't had a. I haven't had a dead heat. Which wow. Is, which I guess is, it's not. I guess it's not easy to do that. You got to be. You gotta be number one, you gotta be up front, number two, you gotta be side by side with somebody. I've had a few good races, but that was a dead heat. That was that was pretty cool.
1: Randy, isn't Brian Adams from Canada? Isn't he a Canadian singer? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, I feel like Gary could rewrite the lyrics to "Summer of '69." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a whole
7: lot better song. I feel It'd like. It'd be
1: way more exciting if if the lyrics we it could adapt would. it to Gary's season. That would be way. Or at more, least create a music
7: video. Yeah,
1: way more exciting of a song. Good grief! Um, two stuck throttles, one at Pinecrest and one at CNE. Um, again, these stats, the details are incredible. Um, you raced with both your son and your daughter in 1992 um what was that that like what was that like to do that
9: it was fantastic so i wanted to give my daughter a chance to race so i had won the championship in 1989 my son raced in 1990 then we got him another coupe for 1992 so we still had my championship car so she drove it so she was 35 i was 36 and my son was 37 and um so she ran actually she was the first full full-time lady in the Canadian Vintage Modifieds. But it just got really hard for her, and it got hard for us. So she ended up taking a few years off. Then she came back to race. They would have what they call a powder pump, so that would be the ladies' race. Yeah. My goodness. Like, she won, like, four in a row. She smoked them. Like, she just, (laughs) you know, it was like, and then my son went on to, like, I, I used to worry about him all the time when he first started racing. He started racing in 88. That was uh, the year after my suspension, by the way, because <laughs> so they let me come back. So he came back.
8: <laughs> okay. I'll bring a driver and, uh, with me. Yeah, when I'll come bring back. another driver.
9: <laughs> uh, so now he came back, and uh, so he struggled a bit his first year, like I did. He didn't struggle for 21 years, like I did, but he struggled for a few, and uh, then he ended up being a 14-time champion. So he's won 14 wow. championships, over 60 features, and he retired already, and he said, Dad, I got, I've done everything. I've there's not my, anything else I can do. And uh, so that just kind of, I said, yeah, I agree. And But I said, but he knew I was going to keep racing because, see, because winning, winning isn't, isn't everything. Like the most important thing is the race. Yes. So if you're at the race, that's the number one thing. Like if you're at in the race, that's number one. I always wanted to qualify. If there was like 28 cars and only 24 made it, I always wanted to try to make that feature. And then, and then if I started twenty, say I made the feature and I was going to start twenty third, and I passed seventeen cars and finished sixth, like we we, we were we were so excited, like we, that was a home nut. I mean, to for people to say that second sucks is crazy, that's just a ridiculous statement.
1: Because, I agree.
9: You know, you, you I mean, if if twenty four guys bought all bought one hundred and thirty thousand dollars brand-new race cars. One of them with a $130,000 race car is going to finish 24. So it's just go out there and race as hard as you can with what you got and enjoy the sport and just keep working on your car and make it better. I agree. Because that's,
1: Absolutely.
9: And don't feel bad if you don't win. See, it's not like hockey. Toronto Maple Leafs are playing Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. One team's <laughs> going to win, one's going to lose.
1: That's right. So
9: hopefully hopefully it's Toronto. <laughs> but, so, but you know what? Racing isn't like that. Right. There's 24 positions. So... Tonight was my turn to finish seventh. Tonight was my turn to finish third. You know, and if I win, we—I can't even sleep for a week, let alone, you know, talk. Right? I mean, I, win, winning is so—it's such a bonus. Like, it's absolutely a bonus. Like, I sure—it doesn't matter what it is—a so trophy dash, a conti, a last chance, any race you win. You know, your crew is celebrating. You know, as you get, but because if you finish second, don't be down about it. You know, what if you made a mistake exactly. or whatever? You know, like don't. That's what one thing kids need to learn. It, the name is, it's not called stock car winning. It's called stock car racing. Exactly. That's what we do. Yep. Race.
1: I agree. That's a great point. And I, and I want to, we've got about three minutes left in this segment. I want to make sure that I give you a chance here um, in, in about a minute and a half or so, two minutes. Um, tell us about your sponsors. Give us all seven of them and talk to us.
9: Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So number one, obviously, Quaker State has been with me for 47 years, and I just absolutely love them. And my goal is to try to have them for three more years, at least, so we can go down in, in records and history of being together for 50 years. Yeah, That would be awesome. Uh, Lincoln Electric has been with me for about 17 years, and they've been a great sponsor. They've got a great product. Uh, Permatex has been with me for about five years, and they're... They've been with their supplier for products. PPG supplies the paint for my car. And Grindstone has been with me for about 12 years, and they're a landscaper in, in Ontario. And then when I moved to Nova Scotia, uh, I got two new sponsors, High Chevrolet. Uh, they're in Truro, Nova Scotia. They're a GM dealership. And I also got a company called Strictly Hydraulics. They make all kinds of hydraulic hoses and all kinds of equipment for industrial and, and construction and and then there's brand apparel, they make T shirts and hoodies and Flambro Machine Shop, he does all kinds of stuff for me. So and Finish Line, the last guy is the guy that did my uh, Oh and Inkscape, sorry, they do my autograph cards, Inscape, and they do fantastic graphics and then Finish Line, he let her by car. So, you know, I, I just I'm so blessed to have sponsors and it's so important for us. So I tell guys just quickly, I'll just make this real quick. Two if minutes. you only have two if you only have two sponsors and you can't get the big guy, you don't get the $10,000 sponsor, but you have two guys for 1500 and, you know, 500 then give him, give, blast the car with them guys. Like, make his yep. name big on the, the car. Because next year, he, he might give you more, but maybe he won't, but then people look at your car and say, wow, that car, that car looks really good. Like, it's, you know, and then he's going to really appreciate it. So exactly. maybe he will, but, but if he doesn't, somebody else comes along and says, uh, you know, I, I noticed you haven't got that guy back again. What do you want for that quarter panel? You know, yep. four thousand exactly dollars, five thousand, right. whatever. Over so you lever. just look that yeah. Don't put a little weak time. And the other thing, last thing on sponsors: if his decal gets screwed up like during a race, a tire mark, make sure it's on there next week. Because if you show up the next week and you didn't replace his sticker, and he's there with his kids and his wife and or his company and his staff, and they say, Johnny, we can't even read your sticker; it's all messed up with tire marks on it. Well. You know what guess what? Good luck with that guy next year.
1: Yep. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Gary, I wish we had another hour to keep you, sir. We would love to have you back on again uh, down the road a bit, and I promise you, we're going to get you on at least once a year as long as you keep racing. We're going to get to that finish line of 50 years uh, with Quaker State, and and, and you're going to be 76 and still running for wins. That's exactly what's going to happen. I have great faith in that. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, We appreciate you, and we wish you nothing but safety and success the rest of this season, uh, and we hope you'll stay in touch with us if you get a and we'll have you back on. <laughs> Thank you. And God bless you, guys. Thank <laughs> right.
9: you very much.
1: That is Gary Elliott, and we are going to step aside. Is this our last long segment already? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, we're going to be back with our final radio segment. Uh, but don't go anywhere after that because we got overtime coming up. Um, we'll be back after this.
5: Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Fire.
1: Welcome back. Uh, Just uh, about a minute and 40 left here. So real quickly, this was breaking news today as well. Rick Ware Racing uh, from the NASCAR side of things is teaming up with driver James Davison, who drove for him last week uh, and did fairly well, um, are going to run a motorsports triple header that will include the Indy 500. With sponsorship from Jacob Construction and Bird Racing, um, Jonathan Bird Racing, that group, Uh, Davison will drive the number fifty-one Delara Honda as a Dale Coin Racing entry with Rick Ware Racing. Easy for me to say. Elmer Fudd. Yeah, the Indy five hundred on August twenty-third, and then he's going to run the Cup race at Daytona Road Course in the Coke Zero. Uh, race at the Daytona Road course as well. So, uh Randy, in less than a minute, uh you say.
7: I, I say, well, we gotta feel to fill somehow, so we might as well just, you know, whatever People can get cars together to yeah. get out on the field. That's fine. But I know that it's an effort with another team. Dale so at Coyne least it'll is, be. Don't right. sleep on James No, I, 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 He is
1: a I, I tough hombre at I Indy. Yeah, this could be. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to continue. And hey, the more the, win, the merrier,
7: I'm okay with. You, you know,
1: know yeah, I think it's great because that becomes. 33 cars in the field. That, well, there's not yet. I know it's not yet. That's what we're hoping. we're hoping for. You know, that would be uh, 32, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're still one short. Um, So anyway, thank you to everyone uh, for listening to the show, and thanks to our sponsors as well, and everybody from WSIC for uh, allowing us to use their gorgeous studios as always. I'm Tom Baker for Randy Miller and James Mellick, and everybody associated with Motorsports Madness, my computer career as well. So long. Have a great weekend.